0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: All right. The end of a uh, incredibly busy week. Thank you again for all your support this week. I really appreciate it. But we do have a loaded show even on Friday, um, including the supercut montage of the year of the media agreeing. (laughs) Agreeing with President Trump. That can't be. No, it is. It is. The media says, fill that seat. Fill that seat on the Supreme Court. Wait, I thought they said don't fill that seat. No, no, they did say fill that seat, Uh, Hat Tip Media Research Center. We'll get to that. I've also got, okay, I hate you overusing the word explosive, but this is definitely explosive. Explosive, bombshellery, whatever, I don't know. But John Durham looks like he's opening up the Clinton Foundation again, DOJ. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I'll tell you what he's probably looking at. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Don't wait. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on a crazy week of news, both personally and professionally. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's Friday <laughs> thing. In your worst Daniel. 1960s game show <laughs> voice, of course. There was a little delay on that. Yes, it's Friday. It was, I just yeah. want that for the record. Yeah, I don't know if you were like, uh, what, are you taking a shot of whiskey over there? <laughs> well, I feel like I ought to. Hold it- <laughs> on. Let me knock the, I know. It's been a very long day already. And Dude. it's just begun, wow. believe me. We've got a lot going on. Yeah. I'll have some more on that on Monday. All right, let me get right to it because right, we do you. have a really loaded show, including my Dan Bongino theory of Trump the disruptor you're going to want to hear. Today's show brought to you by the greatest sheets ever, our friends at Bolin Branch. Why do millions of Americans, what do they and three former presidents have in common? They all agree. Bowl and branch sheets are the softest, most comfortable, pure organic cotton sheets on earth. Bowl and branch cotton is rain-fed, pesticide-free, and carries the highest organic certification. That's why it's so soft. Because they work with family-owned mills all over the world to expertly weave every set of bowl and branch sheets with the highest level of craftsmanship. It's quality you can feel from the moment you open the box. The nice part about these sheets... Wouldn't you say, Paula? The more you sleep on them, the better they get. The only problem is you're not going to want to sleep on other sheets. And since they sell directly to you, Bowl & Branch sheets start at just $160. They're $1,000 quality for a fraction of that price. Plus, you can sleep on them for a month risk-free. You ain't sending these back. No chance. And right now, you get $50 off any sheet set at Bowl, B-O-L-L and Branch.com using promo code Bongino, my last name. Spelled bolln and Branch.com. Promo code Bongino. For $50 off, BowlingBranch.com, promo code Bongino. Restrictions may apply. See BowlingBranch.com for details. Get these sheets today. They're terrific. All right, Joe, let's go. go. Ding, ding. I'm back in the mood. For those of you checking in on me again, appreciate it. I'm good. Kids ready for the fight ahead. Seriously, I'm not trying to like be Captain Tough Guy. I'm good. Needed a day to work everything out. Now we're A-OK. Now let's get back in the mix. So the media agrees, Joe. Seek that justice. Is that right? That is right. You may say no, I'm they don't. Shock. Dan, they've been attacking Trump in perpetuity. Stutter. They've been attacking. Don't you? Don't you dare in an election year, President Trump, dare nominate someone to fill the seat of recently passed Ruth Bader Ginsburg? That would be an abomination. Can't possibly happen. Well, hat tip. Uh, what is this? Is this a supercut? super? Was that the other one? No, this is a Media Research Center. Grabian's the Trump is definitely Hitler supercut. Oh, yeah, we got that one, too. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up next. Trump is definitely Hitler. They've broken all the Godwin laws, gone out there with them. But before that, the media, of course, has told you, right? Everybody listening, the left-wing media lunatics who are full-time activists for the Democrat Party, what have they told you? They've told you the obvious. It is unprecedented to nominate a justice in an election near this coast to an election. Really, because that's not what they told us before Trump was president here is an excellent at tip newsbusters media research center cut of the media telling us what me and Joe agree on. Seat that justice. Check this out.
0: Article 2 of the Constitution yep. makes clear the president nominates, the Senate advises and consents. It doesn't say, except not in an election year. It would be rare for the Senate to turn the president down in an election year.
1: 17 presidents, including 5 in the 20th century, successfully put justices on the court during an election year.
0: 6 Supreme Court justices have been confirmed in presidential election years. The Senate voted on 7 Supreme Court nominees during election years. And a
1: critical seat on the Supreme Court, for now, held hostage to presidential campaign politics.
0: Refusing to hold a hearing on a Supreme Court nominee takes the GOP's congressional dysfunction to new lows. Just hold the hearing. <laughs> Seriously?
1: Just hold the hearing. Do you think people look at this as another one of those boots-in-the-face to the president?
0: Obstructionism that I am not endorsing, I think it's outrageous. What they want to say is he's got a three-year term. I mean, you were elected for four years, and you get to you get to nominate for four years. It is all about politics of the ugly
1: variety. The people decide in 2012 who was going to nominate Supreme Court justices between January of 2013 and January of of, of 2017. These people were elected and they're paid by United States Treasury to do their job, and now they're saying we're not going to do our job. The U.S. Senate should do their job. They show up day in and day out and they get a paycheck. They should do their job and vote it up or down.
0: I thought the American people decided to put President Obama in the White House and that the Constitution says now the president decides what name to send to them and they decide whether to vote yes or no. What, what did I get
1: wrong there? There it is. <laughs> the double guns. <laughs> nice. We played for you, of course, the other day. I don't know, was it Tuesday, Monday? Who knows? It's been a long week. Things are kind of blending in. We played for you, Barack Obama and Joe Biden themselves, saying, hey, election year, smelection year. We're going to put someone on that Supreme Court seat when Antonin Scalia tragically died. And then they changed their mind now that it's an open seat for Trump in an election year. Where, by the way, he's not a lame duck. He hasn't lost an election and he's not termed out, President Trump. He's not a lame duck. The presidency's four years and he's going to take every minute of it. Could be eight years if he's reelected. Now I'm playing for you the media. All the same media, liberal lunatic, leftist activists who are telling you now it would be unheard of unprecedented to seat someone in an election year except you said the opposite opposite yeah all of you chris hayes chris cuomo the chrises the two chrises matthew dowd was that dowd the delusional was, it, was he pretend to be a republican i forget i don't even know what he pretends to be anymore and andrea mitchell is russia hat tip rush andrea Mitchell. All these geniuses forget they're on tape saying the exact opposite. Now, I'd like to move quickly here and transition from the media being phony frauds, which you already know, but I just want to give you the video evidence that I'm not just making this up that they're phony frauds. So you can present it to your liberal friends who tell you the media said this. No, the media said the opposite uh, when Obama was in charge. But thanks for playing. That was fun. I want to move right into my... Dan Bongino theory, which you should never name a theory after yourself, but it is my show, so the rules kind of go out the window. The Dan Bongino theory of Trump the disruptor. As I said yesterday, it is the uh, second sequel to the Conan, Conan the uh, Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, and Trump the Disruptor, part three. Of course, there's no part three to that. I don't think there were three Conans. I'm pretty sure there were only two. The second one was a disaster. The first one, instant classic. I put it on all the time. Paula hates it. She literally looked at me one time, right? And she said, what did you say to me? This is the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm like, I was going to divorce her right there. That is heresy. That is heresy. That is a greatest man movie ever. The original Conan the Barbarian. But the trequel, Trump the Disruptor, is important. Why does this matter? On a serious note about this court story. So the media, obviously, Joe, doesn't care that they're on the record saying, you should see a justice in an election year because it's a four-year term. And now that it's Trump's four-year term, they're saying, don't you dare seat the justice. They just don't care. Right. You understand that. But they know they're on tape. They're not stupid. Chris Cuomo, Chris Hayes, they're ideologically ridiculous, but they're not dumb people. They're not. They know they're on tape saying the exact opposite, showing they have no principles at all. They just don't care. So why, if you were in the media, would you not care about your credibility? We haven't forfeited our principles here at all. I have said to you openly many times, I've even asked President Trump a question on our second interview about it, about the, like things like the national debt. They were a really big deal. They were a big deal when Trump's in charge and they were a big deal when Obama was in charge. I had no problem with McConnell blocking the vote for Garland. They were in charge. We elected a Senate when Barack Obama was in his last year. That wasn't of his party. The party said, we are giving you advice and consent on Merrick Garland, Barack Obama. And the advice is, no, thanks. We don't consent. Okay, good. Go elect a Democrat Senate if you want, and you'll have the ability to do the same. You don't have that now. You may in January. You don't now. Let me show you this Washington Examiner theory so I can show you why, how Trump has disrupted the media ecosystem so much. That was the point of that. I'm sorry. I should have got to that first bottom line up front that he's disrupted the media ecosystem so much that the media now no longer cares about their own credibility at all and trump has turned traditional liabilities for the republican party into assets look at this washington examiner piece this was in yesterday's show notes but it's important bongino.com slash newsletter we're over 200 000 people on our newsletter now which is the show notes so i appreciate you signing up it's all free of course washington examiner rob Crilly, the great rob Crilly. Trump allies see political gold in Dems' extreme response to uh, pending SCOTUS pick, Supreme Court of the United States, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, they have gone insane, the Democrats, because Trump has dared to do what I just played you, two minutes of the mainstream media telling the president they should do when it was Obama. Fill that seat when it's Trump. Don't you dare fill that seat. But they already said fill that seat. So Trump has done what the media said under Obama, and now they're losing their minds. And the liberals are proposing literally insane things like you should be diagnosed with a psychopathological disorder, like let's expand the United States with Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. Let's uh, pack the Senate. Let's pack the courts with nine justices. I mean, excuse me, 11 justices, 15 justices, 227 justices. This is like serious stuff the Democrats are putting out there, which is insane serious psychopharmacological treatment kind of stuff. So, Joe, if I fail at this explanation, I will be very upset. No, Here is my theory of Trump the disruptor, okay? So if you got to stop me if I mess this up. All right. In the past, if this was, say, George Bush, George, uh, George w. I, I like George but I work for him. He's a nice guy. But I wasn't a big fan of his brand of conservatism, if you know what I mean conservatism but in the past this would be this open seat would be political dynamite why because the media knows even though they said fill the seat under obama they would come out and they would do their standard attacks on republicans say the president now same scenario as george w bush play ball with me for a minute who doesn't have the same fighting characteristics of trump the Dems in the media know to go on attacks. What do they do, Joe? We know the playbook. Mm. To appoint the seat, Joe, it's, it's racist or yeah. something. It's xenophobic. It is. What? Do you, how's it xenophobic? We're not appointing a foreigner. It doesn't matter. It's definitely xenophobic. For some reason, we'll explain later. <laughs> of course, the media then goes on and explains it in a BuzzFeed article, how it's xenophobic. It's definitely misogynistic. It. That's. They can explain that in a minute. I'll give you that. They'll be like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg... She was a woman, so it's definitely misogynistic. To but what if we fill it with a woman? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's still misogynistic. So what would happen if it was the W campaign or others, and they were running for re-election? What would they do? They do what Republicans always did before Trump. They would probably back down. Yeah. And the media gets their scalp. That's how it works. So I had to write this down. So again, the Dan Bongino of Trump, the disruptor who's got the, how he's, and this is an explanation of why the media doesn't care anymore about anything other, but like their principles, reputation, they just care about attacking Trump because Trump did this to them. He's made them clinically insane. So in the past I wrote Dems media, they attack GOP immediately backs down. All they have to do is write a story about how you're definitely a misogynist for filling the seat or you don't like women or, Blacks or Hispanics or it doesn't matter. Just make it up because they make it up anyway. Unless it's not real, of course. But like, Dan, I thought facts matter. <laughs> Sorry about that. Shame on you. And I was thinking back to my graduate school training. <sighs> graduate school. I hate when people quote their education. But in this case, it matters because I behavioral learning was my thing in graduate school when I was in uh, the City University of New York. And they have these things, classical conditioning and operating conditioning. And what you learn in in conditioning is the response-reward thing. So the media has a response. Call them a racist and they won't fill the seat. The reward is they don't fill the seat. Why is it a reward? Because the media are liberal activists who don't want you to fill the seat. Response, reward. Now, human behavior, they fit very interesting patterns. And they're pretty much all the same with this response-reward functions. You know how you can tell? Rig a Coke machine. Remember the old Coke machine you put quarters in <laughs> yes. and you get a you know, Coke or a Pepsi? Rig it. Rig it so every ninth person who goes to the machine doesn't get a Coke no matter how many quarters they put in. What do they do? Joe, what does everyone do? What would you do? <laughs> you kick the machine. You shake the shake machine. It, yeah. You look at the machine. It's even, you shake it. You go, you start kicking even harder. That cuss, yeah. You stare at the machine. You son of a bitch. Exactly. The machine's not going to do anything. You're not getting your Coke. It doesn't matter. People... Joe, they all do the same thing. They kick the machine. They shake the machine. Don't they? Yeah. That's got a name. The name of that type of behavior is called an extinction burst. (laughs) You had a response. I'm not kidding. You can look this up, folks. I spent three years of my life studying. Actually, it's six years between undergrad and uh, grad school. But it's called an extinction burst. When you've made a response, an operant, the behavior in the past, put quarter in, get coke, I'm thirsty. The reward is the coke. It tastes good. You respond, but there's no reward. Ah, everybody melts down. It's built into your gene code. Everyone responds roughly the same way. Kick it, look at it, stare at it, complain about it. Why? Because you didn't get your reward. That is what's happening right now with the media. Genius! Ah. Genius! Never tell yourself you're a genius. This, this, you're witnessing an extinction burst, kicking and screaming at a machine. That was at good. Trump because yeah. they've resp- Joe. Did that I not was explain good. It that was well? Good. Yeah, that was good. Easy too. Thank yeah, you, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, I needed some affirmation. It was good. Bro. I've had a rough week. Thank you. This is an extinction burst. This, they're kicking the Coke machine. They know everybody's laughing at them. They're like, look at the city and kicking the machine. It's not going to do anything. They're watching, scream at a machine. It's a metal object. It's going to scream back. Give me my damn Coke. Everybody loses their minds. This is what, they don't care that they look like idiots, that they're screaming like children at Trump. They have called other Republican senators and presidents, racists and misogynists in the past, to get them to not do something. And they've been rewarded with them not doing it. And Trump's doing it anyway. He's like double barreled. You know, I never used the right finger because some kids are watching on Rumble, but... Double-barreled. Sometimes I'm tempted. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Response, call Trump a racist. No reward. Followed rapidly by an extinction burst of childlike behavior. Look it up. I'm not messing with you. This stuff is real. You can see it in patterning on graphs. Animals, humans, they all, we work the same way. The kicking, the yelling, the where's my coke? It's a machine. It's not going to answer. It, you do it anyway. You kick it like it's going to go, ow, and give you your coke. It's not going to do that, but you do it. Right? Everybody's nodding their head like, yeah, I've done that. Why do we slam inanimate objects? Like we're going to make them hurt and then do it. The mouse doesn't work. You slam it like it's going to go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm up. I'll do it now. It, it's not going to do anything, but you do it anyway because it's an extinction burst and they can't help it. And that's what you're watching right now. To prove to you that the media, oh, I already proved to you they've thrown out their principles. A point: fill that seat with Trump. Don't fill that seat. But you just said, fill that seat. Hey, we don't care about looking like idiots. It's Trump. It's an extinction burst. Roll with us, brother. I didn't get my Coke machine thing, you know? I'm gonna yell at the machine. I want to place, I want to get to my second spot. We're loaded up today. Um, But I'm gonna, we're gonna exit this segment about Trump, the disruptor, the the third part of the Conan series, with a video of the media losing their minds, Trump is definitely Hitler. Again, so absurd to be beyond belief, but again, they don't care. They're kicking the machine in an extinction burst. Let me get to my second uh, spot. They're good friends at LifeLock. Ladies and gentlemen, identity theft has become a big time crime. Criminal gangs are operating units dedicated to it. That's all they do. It's happening on my Facebook, by the way. I've got a bunch of people on my Facebook from Indonesia. If you're on my Facebook, you did not win a prize. Do not respond to that. I can't stop them all. I try to block them. This is what they do. They steal your identity. It's literally happening to us. Certain behavior can make you more vulnerable to identity theft, like not checking your credit card or bank statements, using the same username and password, very bad, and never checking your credit report, oversharing personal information on social media too. I'm not kidding. This is happening to me. If you're on my Facebook page, you know what I'm talking about. Someone responds with a fake Dan Bongino account. You won a prize. There are no prizes. They are stealing your identity. I put a big scam alert on my Facebook. People still email me. Dan, where's my prize? It's in Indonesia with your identity. Right, Paula? We cleaned this up all day on our Facebook. It's ridiculous. They have whole teams of people doing this. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It's bad. We put our information at risk on the internet. It's there. And you can miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number on the dark web. If they detect your information, they'll send you an alert. Listen, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can find out if your information's on the dark web. Get your free dark web scan at LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Pick the plan that's right for you and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code Bongino. I have this for me, my wife, and my kids. It's a free scan at lifelock.com slash Bongino. Get 25% off with promo code Bongino. Again, lifelock.com slash Bongino, promo code Bongino. Go today. Don't mess around with your identity. If you lose it, it's stolen. It's a real train wreck. I had that happen to me. And no, you did not win a prize on my Facebook. I can't say this enough. We are no prizes. There are no prizes. None. I don't care how convincing they are. I don't have any prize money to give you. If I did, I would. We tried to run a prize one time, and it's too many legal rules, so we can't do prizes. There are no prizes. None. I will still get an email from someone looking for their prize. Okay. You want to see the, right? We get them all the time. Hey, Dan, I'm here for my $20,000. You really think I'm giving you $20,000 because you replied to a Facebook post? I'm not that rich. We do okay. I'm not that rich. Um, here is the greatest extinction burst of all time. Hat tip Grabian, the great Tom Elliott. He has the best supercuts over there. Here is a supercut of the uh, the, of <laughs> the most hilarious media extinction burst I've seen in modern times. This is the, the greatest montage ever of Trump is definitely a fascist and he's definitely, definitely Hitler too. Um, check this one out. It's a classic. Oh my
0: god. Oh, I don't know. We won't call them fascist comments fascist, fascism, fascist call fascism, fascism just fascist, fascist, notions of fascism xenophobic, racist demagogic, racist, sexist xenophobic, autocratic and fascistic, Donald Trump's a fascist someone like a fascist, or a tyrant or an autocrat, fascist rhetoric fascist language, fascists I'm, I'm glad that you're starting talking about fascism Hitler, right. fascist rhetoric he's talking the way fascists talk autocratic, <laughs> fascist, <laughs> Nazi Germany before the rise of hitler fascist language to hitler fascist hitler adolf hitler 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 Hitler. 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 from what adolf <laughs> hitler preached in the early 30s let's just
1: say it once and for all folks come on that's <laughs> <laughs> tell me that's not hilarious for all the wrong reasons <laughs> yeah i'm serious godwin went out there paula wants it and she's doing she's mixing she's cutting wax on the one and twos remember back in the day Joe remembers records. Yeah, well, yes, DJs yes. back in the day, we were they called cut and wax. Uh-huh. You'd mix the one into the turntable. Now it's all electronic. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah. they'd really scratch. We call it, it scratching. You know, you get on the turntable. I used to do it with my friends up in New York. So damn, but I used to play Tone low. Funky, Cold Medina. I play that and start scratching. I was pretty good. I'm not even kidding. My friend Baz was awesome. Jimmy Sands, good man. We used to go in his basement, cut wax on it. We need a mixtape on that. Hitler, Trump is Hitler, Hitler. Hitler, Hitler, Trump is Hitler. She's she's cutting wax over there. This is the most obscene, ridiculous absurdity I have ever seen in my life. Tom Elliott, Grabian, awesome, awesome. Follow him on social media. His supercuts are the best. <laughs> I think he had that one title for the like for the thousandth time. Trump is literally Hitler. They don't care. You're watching an extinction burst of stupidity. They put the coke in the machine. Trump's a racist, a fascist, the Hitler. They didn't get what they want, so they kick the machine and double down. And now everybody's Hitler, Hitler, fascist, Hitler, 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 fascist. We need like DJ Pauly e. D. Cut that up, that thing. Maybe we put in a little song. Morons, bunch of idiots. <laughs> They're not even embarrassed. And by the way, the guy in the middle of that, Jason Johnson, is a total goof. I was on a debate stage with him at Politicon. The guy about Spygate, the guy didn't know his elbow from his caboose. He didn't even know basic facts about the case. He was on a panel. It was embarrassing to watch like, I'm a professor from a college. Get a refund. (laughs) Get a refund. Stat. Seriously. If you're in that college, demand a refund. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry somebody deigned you an intellectual. You don't even know basic facts of the case. All right, moving on. Very excitable today, which is weird. Get a lot of energy. That may be a bad, who knows? It could be a bad thing, good thing. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll know next week. Maybe I've been like, there's a mutant. I'm like an X-Man now. Like a Logan from the Logan. I took the injection and I'm like Super Wolverine at the end. Remember, that's my favorite uh, Logan. Of all the superhero movies, that's the only good one. Logan, that one's really good. Beginning when he whoops those guys' butts is pretty great. Love a little good butt kicking. All right, let's get back to some dirt here. So I saw this story yesterday at the Washington Examiner and I thought, oh, oh. So the Clinton Foundation's back. They're back again. What did we say about three years ago, Joe? It's all about Skolkovo, right? Joe knows Skolkovo oh, well. Skolkovo, Joe has heard yeah. so many shows about Skolkovo that Joe, <laughs> Joe Skolkovoed out. I'm going to Skolkovo back in again today. So John Durham, who is the special prosecutor appointed by the Department of Justice and Bill Barr to look into Spygate, the scandal. Apparently, according to the great Jerry Dunleavy at the Washington Examiner, who's a good man, a good friend too, I might add, Sent me some nice words this week. He has this piece up at the Washington Examiners will be in the show notes, which you should really check out. John Dorham's reviewing the FBI handling of the Clinton Foundation investigation. Gosh, that's back. That's really strange. Now, caveat, because I read a lot of online boards and stuff like that when you guys talk uh, and ladies talk about my show. I do it because I want the audience feedback. It's not like an ego thing. I promise you. I want to make sure the show is, you know, fits your needs and wants. I've seen a few people on online boards. One of them uh, uh, was uh, AR15.com. You guys are great. I read your stuff. I do. I check in once in a while. Not every time, but sometimes. And they were like, gosh, she's always talking about you know bombshell arrests are coming. I'm not saying any. You're listening to the wrong show. That's anyway, I see that critique a lot. I am, Joe, have we not said I have no idea what right. the Department of Justice is going to do? Yeah. They have let me down a million times. There could be no arrests from this. I'm simply telling you that sources are telling Jerry from the examiner, who's as plugged in as anyone, that Durham's looking at it. And I'm only here to tell you that there's a lot to look at. Is something going to happen? I have no idea. I have been disappointed at every turn. But I'm not going to leave you dangling in the wind because the Department of Justice may let you down. I want you to know what the hell Durham's probably looking at with the Clinton Foundation and why the FBI just may have sort of mishandled it. I'm going to get to this article by John Solomon. It's an older one, but it's in the show notes today. But remember, these show notes, have older articles that are now new again, if you know what I mean. I believe the gist of what Durham may be looking at is, and I've got this on pretty decent authority, is how is it that the FBI opened up a case against Carter Page, And spied on the Trump team because of it. Carter Page, a Trump campaign associate. When they had no information at all outside of the PP dossier. You know, it was just a hoax, a myth that was made up by Steele. How is it that the full force of the FBI landed on Carter Page and the Trump team? And yet with the Clinton Foundation, there were emails on a documented money trail of severe malfeasance. And yet nothing seems to happen. I'm getting from some birdies out there that those disparities and the choices that are made to forego one investigation, the Clinton Foundation investigation, despite mounds of evidence, to investigate Carter Page and the Trump team, despite no evidence at all, that that may have some people's antenna up. Ding, 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 ding. Well, what could they be looking into? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. John Solomon piece at the help. Paula laughed because I sent her four screenshots. And what have I told you for the last three days? We never use four screenshots, except for the last three days where we've used four screenshots. She's like, you really need to stop telling the audience that. You're probably right. This one's great. It's an older piece in the show notes today by John Solomon. And I strongly encourage you to read it. Bill Clinton sought State Department permission to meet with Russian nuclear official during Obama uranium decision. (laughs) Wow. He did? That's weird. So again, Durham's looking into the Clinton Foundation, the FBI's handling of it, and I'll bet you he's looking at the fact that why with this evidence staring us in the face with the Clinton Foundation, Bill Clinton, Uranium One, and all this, why did they not get a once-over? Oh, you can't look into them. They're a protected class, Joe. What are they? Democrats. We're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. The media. The media will call you a racist. Remember, response, reward. Response, call them a racist, reward, no Clinton investigation. (laughs) I think Durham's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I don't really care about that. You can extinction extinction burst all you like. But we're going to check this out, why you guys didn't investigate this, because the evidence is troubling. Uh, Let's go to the evidence. So here's screenshot number one of four, which Paula finds funny. Uh, (laughs) We never use four screenshots, despite every show this week. So screenshot number one. So Bill Clinton in 2010, as the the Rosatom was looking to buy uranium in the United States, you know, nuclear fuel, that kind of stuff. Should we sell that to the Russians? (laughs) Probably not. Uh, But whatever, Bill Clinton doesn't seem to care. So Clinton uh, prepared to collect a $500,000 payday in Moscow in 2010 as they were looking at this Uranium One deal. And he sought clearance from the State Department to meet with a key board director of the Russian nuclear energy firm Rosatom. He did, which at the time needed the Obama administration's approval for a controversial uranium deal government records show. So we have government records on this. That's really strange. This goes on. It gets even better. Remember this name too. Arkady Dvorkovich, a top aide to uh, then-Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, and one of the highest-ranking government officials to serve on Rosatom's Board of Supervisors, was listed on a May 14, 2010 email? You mean there's an email? Gosh, that sounds like evidence. Maybe I'm crazy. As one of 15 Russians Bill Clinton wanted to meet with during a late June 2010 trip, the documents show. Uh... So Durham's looking into the Clinton Foundation. What could he possibly be looking into? So Bill Clinton, you know, in case the liberals were, that's how the Clinton Foundation got You know, Bill Clinton, Hillary. They may be thinking it's George Clinton, the singer. It's Bill Clinton. So the Clinton Foundation they may be looking into. Right in 2010, as Russians are looking to buy our uranium, do this company Rosatom in the United States. Probably not a good idea, no. I'm just throwing that out. Joe, Russians selling them our nuclear fuel. Yeah, enemies good. the whole United States thing. You know, I I saw Red Dawn, Wolverines, right? I mean, that's not the limit of my foreign policy experience, Red Dawn, but we all kind of know, like, that's probably not a good idea. That ain't good. Joe agrees with a thorough white paper analysis and on page 22, he comes to the conclusion that, not good. Well said, Joe. Thank you, Well said. You're welcome. So Bill Clinton, at the time, they're getting ready to look at this deal to sell the Russians nuclear fuel. Bill Clinton takes a trip or asks for permission to take a trip, I should say. Precision matters. Via email, so we know it's an actual piece of evidence. To be paid $500,000 to travel over there to meet with a guy, Arkady Dvorkovich, who sits on the board of the Russian company looking to buy our uranium. As his wife is the State Department person, who's one of the people who's going to look at that deal. Uh, uh. It sounds kind of weird, right? Sounds like if you replace that name with Donald Trump, Ivanko or Melania Trump. That someone would be in prison right now. Now, you may say if you're a liberal and which means you probably don't know what you're talking about. All right, Dan. So the husband of the secretary of state, Bill Clinton, who runs the Clinton Foundation. Was going to be paid half a million bucks to speak in Russia and emailed someone for permission to meet with a board member of a Russian company trying to buy our nuclear fuel in a deal Mrs. Clinton was looking at. That sounds a little rough, I'll give you that, but it's not too bad. Oh, don't worry, as always, I have more. So who was Arkady Dvorkovich, and, you know, why does this matter? Let's go to screenshot number two, the deuce on this one. So the first person Clinton wanted to meet with was Dvorkovich, chief deputy of the Russian president and one of the uh, Russian nuclear power industry's cheerleaders. This <laughs> is unbelievable. He also sat on the supervisory board of Rosatom, the state-owned atomic energy company that was in the midst of buying a Canadian uranium company called Uranium One. The deal required approval from CFIUS, it's a foreign investment committee, an intergovernmental panel represented by 14 departments and offices that approved transactions and investments by foreign companies for national security purposes. Approval meant that control of 20%— per- Listen to this. Approval meant that control of 20% of U.S. uranium production would be shifting to the Russian-owned Rosatom's control. Uh, uh, so again, for the liberals who are having a hard time following this, who so are still thinking, Trump, Russia, collusion. Uh, really? Sounds like Hunter Biden Russia collusion, as we covered earlier in this week. And this story we're covering today sounds a whole lot like Hillary Clinton Russian collusion. What's she hiding? Her husband's meeting with the board member of a Russian company, trying to buy access to twenty percent of our uranium, you know, nuclear bombs and stuff. <laughs> sounds sounds bad, right? Even the liberals are probably now like, yeah. I won't acknowledge it publicly. won't change my vote because I just don't care. But yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, if that was the Trumps, you're right. They would definitely be guillotined by now. This can't possibly get worse. Oh, no, it does. Because Bill Clinton didn't only want to meet with Dvorkovich from Rosatom, the board member. He wanted to meet with someone else, too. A blast from the past for you regular listeners. He wanted to meet with a guy named Victor Vexelberg, too. Who the heck is that? What does that have to do with anything? It's all about Skolkovo. Let's go to screenshot number three, the trifecta. The second person on the list of people Clinton wanted to meet with that caught the attention of uh, our officials here was Russian businessman Victor Vexelberg. Who the hell's that? Two days after Hillary Clinton's visit to Russia, Vexelberg was named by Medvedev, the Russian president, to oversee a new technology investment project called Skolkovo. There you go. That crazy Skolkovo. Designed to be Russia's new Silicon Valley, according to media reports. Hillary Clinton had directly discussed the Skolkovo project with Medvedev and her State Department was whipping up support for it amongst U.S. companies. They were? Hillary Clinton's whipping up support for a Russian Silicon Valley type project? What the hell? Creating the potential appearance for a conflict. She even attended a major event with the Russians in 2010 to to promote the Skolkovo project. (laughs) Oh, boy. So her husband's meeting with the Uranium Company board member trying to buy access to our nuclear fuel. Gosh, that sounds really bad. Looks like he's getting paid. The meeting didn't happen, by the way, but he's emailing people asking for permission for it, just to be clear. That's called evidence in some limited circles of people on the liberal side who understand clues. Getting paid 500K, that's nice money I'll take. I could use that right now. He also wants to meet with the one of the executives in charge of the Skolkovo project. A project being pushed by Hillary Clinton in Russia, not here. Why would she be doing that? I'll get back to Skolkovo in a minute and why Bill might have wanted to met with this Skolkovo executive. But one more from the Solomon piece. Because you may say, now this is starting to sound really, really bad. Oh, it gets worse. It always does. Last screenshot from the Solomon piece. Worth your time. A third issue that emerged was the speaking fee, being paid by Renaissance Capital, a Russian bank that paid the $500,000 fee to the former president for his 90-minute June 29, 2010 speech, one of the largest one-day fees Bill Clinton ever earned. That's a lot of dinero for 90 minutes. That's not minimum wage. Renaissance capital had ties with the Kremlin. Oh my gosh. And talking up the, and was talking up the Iranian uh, one purchase in 2010, giving it encouragement, encouraging investment ratings in Russia, right at the time the U S was considering approval of the Iranian one sale, according to reports in the New York times in 2015. Wait, 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 (laughs) come on. So Clinton's getting paid 500 K to speak in Russia. While his wife is looking at a deal for the Russians to buy our nuclear fuel, being paid 500K by a bank involved in the investment, in grading the investment to buy the nuclear fuel and talking up the deal. And he's also asking to meet with a guy who's an executive on a Silicon Valley project called Skokovo that his wife is talking up. And the members of that team made donations to the Clinton Foundation. Oh, I haven't even gotten to that yet. This story gets more delicious by the minute. I'm just giving some guide markers for people out there wondering why John Durham would be looking into the Clinton Foundation. Gee, I don't know. Maybe the mounds of evidence that there could have been potential bribes here. Before I get to that, let me get to my third sponsor. And then we'll talk about why Skolkovo is a really big deal. Now, I'm a little hungry, so this is a very bad time to be reading this practically, it's a horrible time because I love their food and my mouth waters. Omaha Steaks, ladies and gentlemen, the best burgers, Franks, steaks, chicken, meats, treats, everywhere, you name it. The Omaha Steakhouse Experience delivers everything you need to enjoy the finest steakhouse dinner in the comfort of your own home. Iconic steaks, classic size, decadent desserts and more. Every order is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed and safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice. It stays ready to cook in the freezer for months. They deliver it here to me in Florida and the food is delicious right out of the box. Right now, get a gourmet grill-out package exclusive for my listeners. This incredible package includes, swallow, bacon-wrapped filet mignon, top sirloin, boneless chicken breast, pork chops, burgers, and jumbo franks, side dishes, and the world-renowned ultra-delicious caramel apple tartlets which my kids my kids go crazy over them and more. Here's what you need to do. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code Bongino in the search bar. And for a limited time, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds in extra burgers and gourmet franks free with your order. Omaha Steaks has been bringing people together for over a hundred years. Enjoy family, enjoy friends, enjoy the best steak of your life. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter Bongino in the search bar for exclusive offers not available anywhere else. I really need to eat right now. Sometimes we take a break in the middle of the show. Maybe we should do that now. Can we cook up some of these babies? Order today and Omaha Steaks. will add four burgers and four gourmet franks to your order free. Go to the grocery store. It's become a big hassle. Skip the crowded aisles and masks. Have Omaha Steaks ship the food safely to your front doorstep. The world's greatest steaks, plus premium meats, easy meals, everything you need to ensure your family's stocked up for the long haul. All backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. OmahaSteaks.com, type on Gino in the search bar. Delicious. All right, so back to Skolkovo, Bill Clinton, speaking fees, meetings with Russian executives trying to buy our uranium, you know, the whole nuclear fuel thing, weird, while his wife is uh, Secretary of State. Sounds like a criminal case to me you'd want to look into. Oh, no, they seem to get a full pass. Maybe not so much anymore. Why was this guy Bill Clinton was meeting with, this Skolkovo executive, this Silicon Valley project in Russia, why was this such a big deal? Well, let me go back to an article. It'll be in the show notes again today because it's worth your time. It's an older one. I've used it often on the show, but it's a must read. It's by Diana West, who is a friend of mine. Brilliant. She wrote a piece of The Daily Caller a while ago. And it's a piece you really, really need to see. Why Bill Clinton meeting with Skolkovo executives while Hillary's pushing Skolkovo is a big, big problem. The article by Diana West is called Hillary's Hypersonic Missile Gap. It's from 2017. There are two huge takeaways from this article. Number one, a lot of American companies were being aggressively pushed, shall we say, shall we say, to join the Skolkovo project in Russia. A lot of those companies were conveniently donors to the Clinton Foundation, too. Weird. You know, Clinton after Bill and Hillary, not George Clinton. Let's go to screenshot one from Diana's piece. This is one of those pieces you should print and keep in your desk, because it comes up on this show about every four or five months. About the companies. Quote, so, the Washington Examiner a while ago found some emails reporting that uh, about on the Hillary uh, and Bill Clinton Foundation, their Hillary State Department, Bill Clinton and Vexelberg. Here's what they found: they found that 17 out of 28 tech companies that hitched up with Skolkovo also contributed to the Clinton Foundation. Wow, weird, isn't it? What a coincidence! Meanwhile, Barack Obama's support for Russian WTO membership made the whole global flow. Talking so about money, so much easier. Don't lose me here. I know sometimes the show can be a little repetitive, but I do it for a reason because I don't want you to miss these facts. Tell them what you tell them. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them and then tell them what you told them. What? There we go. Paula's got, boy, you got that still? She even put out a chart. Rumble.com slash Bongino if you want to see the video. Vexelberg, Clinton Foundation, Hillary Clinton, Clinton Foundation, Skolkovo Project, Vexelberg, arrows going everywhere. This is big. Because the people involved with Vexelberg and the Skolkovo Foundation were donating to the Clinton Foundation. And Hillary Clinton was pushing them to donate to the Clinton Clinton Foundation. Well, the Clintons were pushing them to donate to the Clinton Foundation. As they're getting involved, 17 of the 28 companies, with this Russian project. Sounds like a conflict of interest, no? It doesn't end there. You may say, ah, that sounds bad, but not too bad. Okay, fair enough. You make your own judgments. This is devastating. Screenshot number two. What the hell's Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton pushing the Skolkovo project when in 2012, the United States Army put out this? This is a quote from the Army, not Bongino.com or the Daily Caller. But the quote's in the piece. U.S. Army, circa uh, 2012. Quote, Skolkovo is an ambitious enterprise aiming to promote technology transfer generally by inbound direct investment and occasionally through selected acquisitions. As such, listen, Skolkovo is arguably an overt alternative to clandestine industrial espionage, with the additional distinction that it can achieve such a transfer on a much larger scale and more efficiently. Ladies and gentlemen, does the headline of this article make more sense now? It's believed by some in our military intelligence community that the project Hillary Clinton was promoting in Russia, Skolkovo, where companies were being encouraged to go over there while donating to the Clinton Foundation, and while Bill Clinton was trying to meet with an executive on the Skolkovo board over there, that that project was an espionage effort to steal our technology to create hypersonic missiles to kill us. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's so not some lunatic fringe thing someone found in the bowels of the internet. That's an army report from 2012 about the potential theft on a mass scale of industrial technology to steal it to create military equipment in Russia to kill us while Bill Clinton's trying to meet with an executive on the project and Hillary's in turn pushing the project. Real, folks. It happened. It's real. All right. I've got a couple more videos showing up. I've got the greatest video of the week. Gonna leave you on a positive note. i'm a UFC fighter who just drops the hammer. I've also got video of Joe Biden again. I gives me no pleasure in doing this, folks. The man is running for president. You need to see it. Again, losing it completely in the middle of a sentence and doing his trick. What's his trick, Joe? either says, Come on, man. Uh I'm talking too much or I've taken too much. That's his trick when he loses it. I'm going to play this video in a minute. I got one more sponsor. I appreciate your patience as always. Good companies like to be here on the show. I'm going to play the video. Today's show also brought to you by friends at GenuCell, a very popular product in our house with my mother-in-law as well. We love GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, pick up GenuCell today. That's at GenuCell.com. Here's a quote. GenuCell's pulled up my jawline, tightened up my neckline, and completely gotten rid of leathery-looking skin from years of sun damage. Now, when I look in the mirror, mirror, I see a happier, younger, more glowing version of myself. I just love it. That's Maria from New Hope, Pennsylvania, talking about how Genucell has changed her life, how she looks, and how she feels. Now it's your turn to see the transformative results for yourself. Guaranteed or you your money back. That's where the big surprise comes, ladies and gentlemen. For a limited time, all customers will get the new Genucell Creepy Skin Repair, the essential tool to repair sun-damaged summer skin. Packed with copper peptides and MDL technology, Genucell's Creepy Skin Repair visibly erases crepey and unsightly signs of aging on your chin and neck. Here's what you do. Go to GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L. Enter my special discount code DAN40. That's DAN40 at checkout. Order the GenuCell jawline treatment now. Get the new crepey skin re- uh, repair free. And for results in minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also yours free. Guts you. GenuCell.com. Visit GenuCell.com. Promo code DAN40. GenuCell.com. Okay. So... You know, I I feel the need to repeat this often because I'm serious about it. It's not a joke and it's not funny, but Joe Biden is having, he's not a good guy. I'm not, his character stinks. He's awful. He's a liar, but I don't wish ill on anyone. But the man clearly is having cognitive impairments. He can't function, folks, in a normal environment, in a back and forth dialogue without the aid of devices, prompters, cues. He can't. He. I don't believe he's even in the early stages of this. I believe he's in the mid to potentially late stage of this. More evidence, which you deserve to see before the election, not after when you find out the president can't function if he, God forbid, he's elected. Here's a cut we got of Joe Biden. He's given a little kind of impromptu back and forth. And he does the trick again in the middle of this where he loses himself and says, hey, I'm talking too much by the way, what he's saying, I don't want to say he loses himself because what he's saying doesn't make sense anyway. Even before he corrects what he was trying to say, I don't know what he say. If you're a quartermaster, you can work in the ladies department and it is just listen for yourself. How bad of shape this guy's in.
0: The majority of leaders in a spot that he can't, I'm talking too much. Is you provide the kind of help that, knows teach people how to know how to know they may not know because if you could take care if you were a quartermaster you can sure and help take care of running a you know department store uh, thing you know or on the second floor of the ladies department right? you know what i mean and so one of the things that and and by the way this whole notion of uh, of dealing with the idea that you know look but it's explicitly is the, the more helpful by the way you know they may say they want to go and i don't know do whatever but it may be their skill that they acquired in the military may not in any way enhance that piece am i making sense
1: even paul is in the back like no you're not if you need the video of that it's helpful because it has a live time transcription of what he's because it makes no sense even transcribed Go to rumble.com slash Watch the video yourself. Again, it's not funny. The guy's running for president. That's what's really not funny. He can't speak. What was that? If I'm the quartermaster, you can work with the ladies in the department. And it, I don't even know what that was. Am I making sense? No, you're not. Okay? Did you just click that Kobe? Was that you? Okay. Thank you. You can leave that in. Leave it in because we don't... Oh, oh, it's not in the show. But leave this part. Just click the Kobe Covington. There you go. A little teaser for what's coming next. He's losing it, folks. He's losing it. He's running for president. Please. Whereas they mentioned the 25th Amendment in a scandal for Donald Trump who has shown no cognitive impairment at all, you understand within moments of this guy's victory, if he wins Joe Biden, the 25th Amendment, which provides a mechanism for removing an impaired president from office, do you understand how serious of a conversation this will become? You think we're in a constitutional crisis now because you're a liberal lunatic? Wait till Joe Biden wins. All right. Two more quick things. I'm going to run because I got a bi- busy day today for later. I'll get back to you on Monday with the deets, if you know what I mean. If you listen all week, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We don't need to keep bringing that up. Here's a video Paula just kind of teased in my ear. She said it wasn't in the show, so whatever. But it was a tease for me. I've been holding this all week. A UFC fighter who uh, I adore, Colby Covington, who's just great. He's a fantastic fighter, too. Great ground game, great stand-up game, takedowns. Very complete fighter. I think, by the way, my jujitsu days are over, uh, sadly, which will make my wife happy. But this is kind of a big scare for me recently. I've I've got a lot of damage over the years. Kobe was given a, uh, after a fight, the UFC fight, was given an interview and, uh, <laughs> Let's just leave it to go. He just lays the hammer down. This is absolutely terrific. Check this out. John Anick, let me start off by saying you've been doing a tremendous job lately. You've been working so hard tonight. So let me take this off your hands for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, the silent majority is ready to make some noise. If you thought that was a beating, wait till November 3rd when Donald Trump gets his hands on Sleepy Joe. That's going to be a landslide. Hey, and Kobe. I want to I dedicate this fight to all the first responders, all the military out there. You know, this world would not be safe without you guys. You know, you keep us safe. And, uh, you know, not these woke athletes, man. I'm sick of these woke athletes and these spineless cowards like LeBron James. I <laughs> love <laughs> this guy my new hero and, and and joe here's like here's the problem like lebron and all these other fake woke athletes um who don't have any you know principles they pretend they do but they don't they'll change lebron james won't say anything about china black lives matter what about black lives in china lebron Shh, got a lot of money over there fellas don't mention anything about that you don't care about any of that crap what's lebron gonna do hey colby shut your mouth or i'll take you outside of the woodshed good luck with that amigo good luck Not much you can do about that. I love this guy. Draped in the American flag. (laughs) And it's nothing like the beating. You're going to give the sleepy Joe in the election. I've been holding that all week. Shamefully. Shamefully. I should have put it out right away. All right. One last story and I got to run, but I got to fit this in. I don't want to hold it over to Monday because you've been lied to about the California wildfires, wildfires. They're obviously tragic, destructive, Um, but the media, of course, is eager to make every tragedy a political narrative instead of just addressing it as the tragedy it is. Like I told you on yesterday's show, the media is lying to you about Breonna Taylor and what happened to her, a tragedy. They're also lying to you about the destruction of the wildfires because they feel they can leverage it for political advantage. The problem is the media, just like, you like how I tie this in? Just like in the beginning of the show, is forgetting or doesn't care what they wrote about wildfires in California just a little bit ago. Let's go to this tweet by an account called Being Libertarian. Uh, no, no, that, that's, oh, no, Washington, no, that's next. We'll do that next. I wrong order there. Tweet by being libertarian. This is a great one. And I check these headlines. They're real. I always do it just to make sure I'm not being like Adobe Photoshop to death. So uh, being libertarian has, I think, dude, here's the New York Times in January. Headline. It's a real headline. You can look it up yourself. California today, 100 million dead trees prompt fears of giant wildfires. That was January. So hold that up for a minute. Hold on. Just to be clear. So just to be clear, Joe, in January, the New York Times is very concerned about 100 million dead trees in California that it could result in a wildfire. That's right. Now, November comes before an election. This is the same New York Times. It's not the New York Drimes or the New York Limes. It's the New York Times. Trump's misleading claims about California's fire mismanagement. Mismanagement. So Trump brings up that there are 100 million dead trees in California that are causing a dangerous fire condition we're seeing now. That's misleading claims. But when they write the same thing in January, they're the paper of record. Again, back to the beginning. Extinction burst. They just don't care. They don't care that people like this this guy being libertarian on Twitter are just going to go out and find this stuff and go, you guys are morons. You just wrote about what Trump said. No, no, we were lying back then. No, 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 we were we were lying, back, but we're lying. Which one of you? I don't know where we're lying. We don't really care. It's Trump. Great piece by the Washington Examiner. This is in yesterday's show notes again, but these are good articles. I need you to read this. Washington Examiner staff, don't fall for simplistic claims about wildfires and global warming. Again, the fires are happening. It's a real tragedy in live time. The media has decided to make this about Trump and global warming. They're, they're, they're not related from the examiner piece. But what exactly does any of this mean? Is it valid to look at one or two years of fire data and jump to the conclusion that these fires must be global warming wreaking havoc? By that logic, we would be forced by the rules of deductive logic to conclude that global warming took a break during the recent nader of California wildfires when in 2010, Only 134,000 acres burned and only 228,000 acres were burned in 2011. This all seems rather silly. So just to be clear, the media lunatics argument now, because again, they feel there's a political narrative here that, Joe, it had nothing to do with 100 million dead trees. This is definitely global warming, Mm -hmm. whatevs. They're saying more acreage is burned this year in a long time. Wow, that's strange because just in 2010 and 2011, It actually reached the trough. So as they say in the piece, did global warming take a break, took a vacation, a long weekend? What what, what happened? Well, nothing happened. You're just making it up is what happened. Let's go to screenshot number two, because if global warming was the culprit, Joe, what's the term before warming in global warming? This is not a trick question. Global, right? Yeah, it's global. Mm -hmm. global Okay, global. Is the term California warming? Just, uh, again, I need you as uh, a thing. No. Have you heard that ever? The global warming. Okay, yeah. you're yours confused as I am. So ah. it's global, meaning it would be happening around the globe, right? Warming, oh, yeah, globe, global warming. Thing. Yeah, right. They, yeah, <laughs> kind of <laughs> blue from space. Um, <laughs> so that would be kind of weird how global warming was only happening in California then, right? Causing these wildfires. Man. So the Washington Examiner looked into that and said the assertion of a causal effect between global warming and the wildfires becomes even more ridiculous when one looks beyond the isolated situation of California. On a national scale, that means the United States for the liberals, wildfire activity this year is not especially impressive at all compared to the recent past, let alone the far more fiery era prior to the modern fire suppression tactics. At roughly 4.7 million acres, the extent of this year's national burn lags the 10-year, year-to-year average by more than 20%. Unless one is, content about, uh, is, contend, is to contend that global warming is only affecting one or two states and not all the other fire-prone states as well, Bald assertions of causality seem misplaced. You know, folks, data and stuff. Like, in other words, if these wildfires were due to global warming, why are we not seeing it around the globe? As Joe said accurately, the blue thing. You know, blue, a little bit of brown from space. You've seen that? Why are they only happening in California, which is, according to the New York Times, mismanaged its 100 million dead trees? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because it's the 100 million dead trees and hot weather? Fire, spark, I'm just throwing that out there. It's like a conspiracy theory. Uh, okay, well, take it up with the New York Times. Whew. This is what I do. I spend my whole life debunking liberal stupidity. That was the whole reason this show started. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully I have some good news for you on Monday. Got a long day today. Please subscribe to our video show, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. We're at almost 70,000 subscribers. That's an awesome number. Appreciate it. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well. One more thing before I go. Sorry, uh, I had to throw this in at the end. I do have an interview show this week, again, with the great Dinesh D'Souza. It was a huge hit the first time. You're not going to want to miss it. He has uh, two movies coming out, Trump Card and Infidel with Jim Caviezel. I spoke about it earlier in the week. Don't miss it. Be available on Saturday morning. Interview show, Dinesh D'Souza rocked it last time. A huge audience feedback. Don't miss that. I will see you all on Monday.
0: Good day, sir.
1: You just heard Dan Bongino.